Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Tonight, Don Huckabee, U.S. Representative from Arkansas, French Hill. Christian-based gaming with Brent Dusing. Comedy that spins with Bob Cates. And bluegrass supergroup Woodbox Heroes. Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Thank you very much. We got a great studio audience, and we're thrilled that you're joining us by way of television. Now, I have to tell you that it was as predictable as my dogs barking at a deer in my yard, just as under oath testimony from a former business associate of the Biden family revealed that President Biden has repeatedly lied and was most certainly aware and engaged in his son's business dealings with corrupt Ukrainians and communist Chinese partners, the Biden Justice Department rolls out another indictment of, wait for it, Donald Trump. Yeah. It's not even surprising anymore when there is substantive news to unveil yet another credible pile of evidence that the current president is utterly compromised by having peddled influence while he was sitting vice president and making tens of millions of dollars in what appears to be blatant bribes, Biden's gang of government goons files new criminal charges against Joe Biden's most formidable opponent in the 2024 election, Donald Trump. This is the kind of abuse of government power that we are used to seeing in third world banana republics and dictatorships, but not in the United States. And this latest round of... This latest round of trumped up, pardon the pun, (laughs) trumped up charges filed by pit bull prosecutor Jack Smith was announced Tuesday with Smith presenting the charges as being all about the Capitol riots of January 6th of 2021. But upon reading the actual indictment, one realizes Smith didn't charge Trump with anything related to January 6th. He charged him with disagreeing with the election results of 2020 and calling the outcome into question. In other words, Trump is being charged with what he believed and with what he said. Let that sink in. He got charged for his beliefs and his speech. Do you remember when your beliefs and your speech were considered protected by the First Amendment? But under Biden's Department of Injustice, that doesn't apply anymore. But it should be troubling to you, even if you can't stand Donald Trump and consider yourself a never-Trumper. If Donald Trump is not allowed to believe or speak regarding election results, then why are these people able to do so? Because I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump did actually win the election in 2016. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. If Al Gore won that election, I think he won it anyway. Actually, I think I carried Florida. Bush versus Gore. A court took away... A presidency. I rise to object to the fraudulent 25 Florida electoral votes. Yeah, Al Gore won the state of Florida in 2000. Troubling evidence of the fact that not every vote was being counted. There are still legitimate concerns over the integrity of our elections. The election was not fair. The process was not fair. They have been deprived of the votes they otherwise would have gotten. Oh, you see all that? So, 
Will the Biden prosecutors indict those guys? You know the answer. But what about the other Republican candidates that say Trump should drop out of the race due to the indictments and prosecutions? Seriously? Folks, if Donald Trump surrenders to the mush-minded media mob and the weaponized Federal Bureau of the Deep State over what he believes and what he said, then are you going to be okay when your pastor is arrested for believing and saying that the Bible teaches that male and female are the genders God created? Or will you be okay when your child's teacher in a Christian school affirms that marriage is between a man and a woman? Or when a Jewish rabbi is arrested for saying that the Holocaust was real and that the congressional squad of Jew-hating Democrats are anti-Semitic? Are you going to be okay if your pro-life daughter is arrested for wearing a T-shirt with a picture of a baby in the womb that says, it's a child, not a choice? I'm not asking you to love Donald Trump or what he says or does. I'm asking you to love your country and your constitution that guarantees you the right to believe, worship, speak, assemble, and protest your government without having to be afraid of being criminally charged. Our founders created a government that was supposed to be afraid of its citizens, not the other way around, and a government that gave rights to the people. The Bill of Rights restricted the power of the government and empowered the people. We've got a government that wants the rest of us to be afraid of them and who will abuse their loaned authority to crush the people who, under the law, hold the ultimate power. Trump isn't perfect for sure, but the more Joe Biden abuses his power to destroy Trump, the more adamant I will be to support Trump because it's no longer about Donald Trump's right to believe and speak. It's about my right to think and speak, and it's about yours. We've got an exciting lineup of guests tonight, and Keith Bilbrey is standing over there. He's going to tell all of you what's coming up next. Well, stay right there. U.S. Representative French Hill is here to discuss the Biden crime family. Then later, the wonderful bluegrass sounds of Woodbox Heroes. That's all tonight on Huckabee. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Huckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at Huckabee on Twitter. I don't know if you recognize the tune that Trey and the band were playing, but it's Jason Aldean's song called Try That in a Small Town, which happens to be the number one song in the world right now. Uh, French Hill represents Arkansas's second district in Congress. He also serves as vice chairman of the House Financial Services Committee. He says that President Joe Biden's got a spending addiction. Yeah, but we're the ones who get stuck with a bill. I want you to welcome back to our show from the great state of Arkansas, my home state, and my very good friend, Congressman French Hill. Thanks, Welcome back. Good to have you, man. What a week. Uh... You know, one day you have Devin Archer, former business partner of Hunter Biden, yep. and he testifies at closed-door hearing. And then suddenly the next day we get an announcement that Trump's going to get indicted for the third time. I mean, this just keeps adding up. It's amazing. What I loved about the uh, Archer 
testimony was that uh, Joe Biden doesn't know anything about Hunter Biden's business dealing, that they only talked about the, the weather. weather. So yeah. I think weather must mean money. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, think, I think that's the code word. You know, given the, the temperatures guy. of this summer, I'm wondering when Joe calls in, does he say, hey, Hunter, is it hot enough for you? Because that's what we hear all over the South these yeah, days. It's just it? all talking about the weather. Are there Democrats who truly believe that there's nothing there? Or, or, or do they deep down know and they're just trying to defend the indefensible? I, I'm, I'm just amazed that some of them will go to the microphones as Goldman did this week and yeah. actually say, yeah, they talked about the weather. No, I think the laptop speaks for itself. I think if the American people in uh, 2020 and the 2020 election had, had that data out thoroughly vetted, despite Tucker Carlson's very good you know, interview prior yeah. to the election, it would have been a lot more informative. So the point is, Democrats know the laptop is real. They know the evidence on the laptop is uh, incriminating. And so this is all spin on their part. So the question is, can the House Oversight Committee, led by Jamie Comer of Kentucky, connect these dots and find that the big, doc, big guy was absolutely involved in Hunter uh, Biden's business dealings and taking advantage of selling the brand as we heard this week. You know, a lot of people want Speaker McCarthy to push forward and immediately go into impeachment. And I've urged, don't do it. Don't, don't be in a rush. Because if it happens in a hurry, it dies in the Senate and the whole thing is going to be said, ah, it was nothing there. Right. Take time. Let it happen like it did in the 70s with Watergate as the facts dribble out. And then the press and even Democrats can no longer ignore the reality. Right. That'll be the moment. And I hope that happens. And I think he's provided the right tone, impeachment inquiry, but not articles of impeachment until it becomes overwhelmingly clear. We do not want to go down the path that Nancy Pelosi and, and Schiff did, yeah. which was just really a uh, emotional knee-jerk hatred of Donald Trump that turned into an impeachment. Uh, and it was an embarrassment to the House of Representatives' own reputation because they did not do the, the hard work and McCarthy has urged both Jim Jordan and Jamie Comer, do the work yeah. on both reforms at the FBI, do the work on where this leads us on Joe Biden, and do the work on the border security challenges where many people want to impeach Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, and Mark Green, right here of Central Tennessee, is leading that effort to do the homework, build the case, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, determine where we go. Yeah, lock the target before you squeeze the trigger. It's just kind of a good rule, I think, that you, you and I have done in the duck blinds together when Absolutely. we bunted. Uh, a lot of people may not realize you were Deputy Secretary of the Treasury under George H.W. Bush. Uh, you came back to Arkansas. You started a very successful bank and built it up, ended up uh, selling it and uh, running for Congress, which I thought you'd lost your mind <laughs> when you decided to do that. But because of the extensive financial background yep. that you have, I want you to speak to what happened this week. Fitch downgraded the United States credit rating from AAA yep. to AA+. A lot of Americans probably yawned and said, eh, no big deal. First time that's happened since 1994. Does it matter and why? I think the downgrade by Fitch of the U.S. Treasury securities is a wake-up call to the executive branch, the legislative branch, but more importantly, to the American citizens. Because we're running $1.5 trillion deficits projected under Joe Biden for the next 10 years. And this is after Speaker McCarthy and House Republicans have flattened out spending and cut $2 trillion. And that's what's adding to our national debt. And two key points. We're pushing, uh, we'll be pushing around 14% of uh, the budget just being spent on interest. Hmm. And interest will become the second largest category of spending in 2024 to our defense budget. So you're crowding out the priorities of the American people when you run these deficits. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where we'll see a balanced budget amendment to the Constitution? It's something I would love to see personally. Yep. Every state has to balance their budget. Right. Federal government doesn't have to, and therefore they don't. Well, we have two versions of it. And in 2018, then uh, Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy put them both on the floor for a vote. That's the last time the House voted on a balanced budget amendment. I've endorsed it. I'm for it. I voted for it then. I'd vote for it again. And it's something that we should do because it forces the debate. Yeah. 
it forces that debate. I want to see who wants to vote no on that and ask them why. Yeah, because if we keep paying that much for interest, it means people won't have money for not only the defense of our country, but Social Security, for Medicare, the things that a lot of people have waited their whole lives to get in the preparation for. Uh, No highways will be built. It's going to be disastrous if every dime ends up going just to pay for the money that has already been spent a decade before. And that's what people don't understand. And it's accelerated because when you're big and you have interest earning on it and interest rates are higher, it's having a bigger impact than it did during the Reagan years, for example, just 40 years ago. And so I see it as getting worse. And under Joe Biden, and this will shock people in this audience and those watching, we're spending $2 trillion more per year in 2023 than we were in 2019 on top of our federal budget, meaning he has authorized that much more new spending in just two years in office that on an annualized basis, we were spending $4.5 trillion in 2019 for everything, defense, yeah. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Now it's $6 trillion. And you don't think we have a spending addiction? That's why Joe Biden is an economic illiterate. Bidenomics is a joke. I was going to ask you to speak to Bidenomics because he's out there selling it as the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. I don't see that you're a big fan of Bidenomics. Uh, No, I mean, what comes (laughs) after that is a... What comes after that is a banner that says mission accomplished. (laughs) I mean, let's wreck the whole economy. We have a 40-year high in inflation. He's using mandates to make us not energy independent. He's using cost and skewing things through industrial policy, like saying you have to make solar panels. You have to, and they raise the cost. Everybody in America has to buy an electric vehicle, whether they want to or not. These are the kinds of industrial policy mandates that misallocate resources, which drives up the budget deficit. And if that's Bidenomics, count me out. And, you know, if we got to bake our biscuits in a non-gas stove and, uh, you know, we can't drive a gas car and we can't change a light bulb into something that the government doesn't approve, I mean, pretty pretty soon uh, the government has raised our costs, but they haven't raised our paychecks. Heck no. And the great thing is about the gas stove deal, I love that, because every little boutique, little restaurant in every little Democratic blue district, there's no chef... In their districts, they're going to cook on an electric stove. No. <laughs> so there's no way. I promise you that's not the case. Uh, all the restaurants will now be serving uh, microwaved corn dogs. That's what we're going to have forever. <laughs> Congressman, exactly. it's always great having it's you here. With you, Mike. Thank you, you very, very much. Right now, Keith Bilbrey is going to tell us what we've got lined up coming up on the show. Well, after the break, Bob Cates has a special act that will leave you spinning. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. A big thank you to our veterans and also a big thank you to Samaritan's Purse and the work they do to help veterans and their families who've been affected by the realities of war. Through the gospel and love of Christ, this work wouldn't be possible without your generous gifts and prayers. Now, if you've not done it already, consider giving today to the great work of Samaritan's Purse and be a part of the change. Go to the Samaritan's Purse website or call them today. Thanks and God bless. Well, I'm honored that people have compared this show to The Ed Sullivan Show because of the wide variety of entertainment for all ages. But we can't really be like Ed Sullivan until somebody spins some plates, right? Well, tonight is the night. 
because for over 25 years, Bob and Jane Cates have delighted audiences worldwide with their clean comedy and amazing skills that earned them the best variety act at the Canadian Comedy Awards. I want you to give a big hand to Bob and Jane Cates. Thank you. Please sit down. Sit. Well, it's true, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Bob. I'm here tonight for your entertainment pleasure all the way from that faraway magical land called Canada. Now, we have a secret motto in Canada I'm going to share with you right now. It goes like this. We're number one at being just north of the USA. <laughs> we cast a big shadow. But I'm very, I can be very thankful because uh, I've actually made a living full-time in entertainment for about 28 years performing the comedy and motion show. So, who's heard of me before? Canadian show business. Better than the Witness Protection Program. <laughs> I can actually be very thankful as well because recently my wife and I just celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary. Woo! So, it took a long time for the Lord to bring the right person into both of our lives because we got married when we were in our mid-30s after a long search all across the internet. So... To get ourselves in the spirit of things, though, tonight for plate spinning, I guess I better put on my 1959 Ed Sullivan lounge jacket. If you guys are ready to go, say yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Here we go. Woo. Now, we're going to use some real plates, and uh, Governor, would you please inspect this? That's good yes. enough. Thank you. All right. <laughs> it should be obvious when you hear it. Now, the reason we have numbers here is so that you can help me. If one of the plates is going to slow down, fall off, and smash all over, just yell out the number, and I'll try and get to it before it falls. Deal? Say deal. Woo! All right. I love you guys. It all starts so innocently, doesn't it? All right. Four! Woo! If you have a heart condition, you might want to leave now. Hey, kids, try this at home. <laughs> Make sure you use the most uh, expensive china, though, so there's more incentive to do it properly. Woo. How are we doing over there? Which one? Good example. I think you're out there. Okay, let's go for it. And eight. <laughs> Which one? All right, good, all right, fantastic. This is my impression of a homeschool mother in September. <laughs> all right, this is me single-handedly keeping goodwill in business. All right, good, all right, which one? Good, I think I can make it. <laughs> Hold on, I take a, need a minute for a little drink here of my special water, which will help spin things right. Which one? Oh, okay. Woo! Oh, man. Isn't it amazing what you can do with a Bachelor of Commerce degree nowadays? All right. One for you. Ah! How we doing? What? Oh, man. Jane, I think they want to see them smash. Okay. All right. Looking good. When they smash, the plates never pass the third row. There it is! This is my impression of a homeschool dad. You're doing great, hon. Keep up the good work. I don't think I should be here right now. Oh no, she brought another one. Hold on a second. I can do this. Woo, which one? Okay. 
two, six. All right. Woo. Okay. I'm fine. Oh, oh man. Okay. Woo. All right. And I think I can make it. There it is. What? plate. Thank you. Wow. 24 plates, people. Very impressive. Oh, we're going to try one, huh? We're going to take it a step further. Oh, yeah, of course we are. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't spin that right over Trey's head. <laughs> Would you like to try? Uh, I'll hand it to oh, you. Of course, grab yeah. it underneath on the count of three. Okay. Just keep looking up, keep it straight, okay. and then bail it forward if you have to. Three, okay. two, and it's yours. All right. <laughs> two seconds. Aha. We did it. Thanks so much. Oh, that's great. All right, Bob and Jane Cates, they call their show Comedy in Motion. Boy, is it. And it truly is just that. If you want to see more and book them for your event, if you go to Huckabee.tv, we'll tell you how to do that. Speaking of juggling, Keith Bilbrey is over there juggling a whole lot more of the show. He's going to tell us what he's spinning up next. Keith? <laughs> well, next, True Play founder Brent Dusick mixes fun and faith. Then later, Aaron Wythe of the Freedom Foundation talks troubles and hopeful solutions to American public education. You're watching Huckabee. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back. Hey, uh, Trey, when he threw the plate at you, did you think it was real? Did you? Unfortunately, yes. You did? I, I, I did I, my very best to get him to throw a real plate just to see what you would do. Well, I need a new set of underwear, so... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Great. That may be a little more information than we needed. This will never Are wanted, but thanks for sharing it. Um... That was pretty cool, though, you got to admit. Oh, it was very cool, yeah. but it did scare me to death. So. And you, you know what else is cool? The phenomenal music that we have every week from Trey Corley and the Music City Connection. Thank you. That's really cool. Well, our next guest is a pioneer in what might be considered an unlikely place in the field of Christian video games. Yeah, who knew there was even such a thing? 
Imagine video games that combine high-quality graphics, family fun, and teaching the Word of God. The world needs a whole lot more of that, and his company, TruePlay, is giving it to us. Please welcome a very innovative, wonderful guy, Brent Dusing. Brent, good to have Thank you here. Good to be with you, Governor. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm too old to have grown up in the gaming world. That sure. just wasn't my world. Um, but it is such a huge obsession, especially with young men. And when I heard about what you were doing, I thought, that's the best, coolest thing I've seen somebody invent for young guys that, that is coming along in a long time. Where did, where did the idea come from? really appreciate that. You know, at TruePlay, my team and I are all professionals from tech and the gaming industry, but we're all parents too. And we were all really concerned about kids. Anxiety, suicide, depression rates are all-time highs for kids yeah. in our country. The average male is exposed to pornography when he's 11. Only 32% of kids in America believe in God. Can you believe that? 32%. 32%. Why is that? They're on screens 52 and a half hours a week. They're at church maybe 30 minutes a week. Maybe. So, maybe. so when they're on screens, they're getting a lot of toxic content, unfortunately. Yeah. So what we wanted to do was let's build a platform that's not only fun and awesome and beautiful, but that contains God's truth woven throughout the fabric of everything that we do. What I think is so extraordinary about that is that a lot of the video games are really uh, violent. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just filling kids with vicious material that nobody wants for their 12-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys come along, and I think it's interesting, your background, you, you graduate from Harvard, you go to Silicon Valley, you work out there in that high-tech environment, yeah. go to Austin, Texas. Now you've created this platform, TruePlay. Um, what's the response like? Are people saying... I want my kids to have it. It's been awesome. I mean, we just released it. It's now on iOS, and we just released Android last week. And, I mean, we've got near-perfect five-star ratings. Um, the usage rates we see in terms of people, you know, kids playing it and parents enjoying it is double that of a lot of other gaming platforms. In fact, we have a lot of parents playing the games with their kids, too. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, if as a parent, and I know a lot of people, out, a lot of you guys out there are parents, too, you don't have a lot of options to enjoy with your kids that also um, ascribe to your values, Yeah. right? And so we're finding parents are having a lot of joy with their kids in the true play experience. You know, I'm so old. I remember going to Sunday school, we had something called flannel graph, yes. right? Yes. Little cardboard or paper figures and stick it up on the board. And, the, yes. and we thought that was really high tech. I mean, th but this is not just sit down and you're going to hear an hour's worth of Bible verses that you're supposed to memorize. I mean, it's an interactive game, right? Absolutely. So TruePlay has a bunch of games. One of our games is stained glass where you solve these puzzles and you make these stained glass windows where the Bible comes to life. Another game is King David's Battles. You know, for a lot of us men, right, King yeah. David's our favorite guy from the Old Testament. There's never been a great video game about him. So we're, that's coming out shortly. And then there's these characters like you see in my shirt with a little girl who's a bunny rabbit in a tiger costume and you know, she very much believes in Jesus, but she's also headstrong and kind of sometimes charges ahead a little too far. And so it's about their journeys and, and their characters' experiences uh, in a world where the Bible is real and God is also real, but there's real evil, and they go on these grand adventures. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating to hear a lot of creativity going into this. So you and your team must have a lot of fun sitting around the table conceiving these things before you ever do the engineering of it. We do. It's, it, you know, the story writing part is my favorite piece. It is, it is awesome. And we have such a wonderful team of people. Um, one, our head of engineering, you're talking about engineering. He literally, if you've ever shopped at Amazon and they say, there's a bunch of packages split it into different groups. Yeah. He designed that algorithm. Huh. Uh, one of, our head of, of, of our product, he literally ran Farmville and built a lot of the James Bond games. Um, we have a story writer who wrote, who sold 3 million Christian books. And so just a phenomenal team. And it's so fun and inspiring to work with those people. And these are people who have Christian beliefs and want to do something with their lives other than just say, I run a software model. But, you know, I, I think the impact that you're going to have on particularly young men, I'm not saying that girls aren't going to enjoy yeah. the games, but it seems to be an obsession, not just a, a, an adventure or a pastime, but an obsession with so many younger guys and you could be life-changing with this stuff. We hope that we are. I mean, you know, our whole goal, the reason we're really motivated to do this is, you know, if only 32% of the youngest generation believes in God, well, yeah. what if that changed? What yeah. if that goes from 30 to 40 to 50 to over half? You could see not only a generation, 
but our country and maybe the whole world would change if people believed in Jesus and knew God's truth because it would bring back hope into their lives. How can right? people, I, I love it, absolutely fantastic. How can parents get True Play? What is the mechanism to uh, find out about your products and, and get them for their children or grandchildren? Yeah, please go to trueplaygames.com. You can download it on any phone or tablet, iOS or Android. Uh, subscribe, we've got family plans and we, you know, Christians tend to have a lot of kids, so we got accounts for each one of your kids. You don't have to pay twice. There's a lot of different um, different ways you can support what we're doing. We're just getting started, and we need people to join the movement. This is a movement to stand up for our kids and the youngest generation, and there's a lot of people jumping on board. It's exciting. Fantastic what you're doing, Brent. Thank you very much. And if you want to download the True Play app, Thank you. you can do it for free and check it out for yourself. If you go to Huckabee.tv, we have a link to True Play so that you can get right to it and get started. Speaking of games, Keith Bilbrey, he's got a game. It's lining up great guests for the rest of the show. He's about to tell us what we have coming up. Well, up next, Freedom Foundation CEO Aaron Wynn takes a, on the irony of government unions. Then get ready, Bluegrass Supergroup Woodbox Heroes performs. TV and get your very own Made in the USA Huckabee mugs, t-shirts, and more. Welcome back. Aaron White is the CEO of one of America's leading organizations to liberate workers from oppressive and burdensome government unions. He says that even the largest teachers union isn't beyond reform, and he's got the solutions. I want you to please welcome back to the show the CEO of Freedom Foundation and the author of this brand new book, Freedom is the Foundation, Aaron White. Aaron, great to have you back. Thank you, Mike. You know, I, I hope people will be willing to buy the book because on the front, there's a quote, Aaron's book is a wake-up call on where America is heading if we continue to be beholden to radical teacher union bosses. And a guy named Mike Huckabee wrote that, and you put it on the front of your book. That may kill the sales of this book, but I certainly hope not. Yeah, it may, it may not, but we put my face on it, not yours, so we'll see. <laughs> well, that was a smart strategic move <laughs> on your part. I I've been to the Pacific Northwest uh, for your organization on a couple of occasions. I've been very impressed with what you guys do because it's really, it's not an anti-union movement. It's about saying to people who are forced into government unions, and that's the key, government unions, you don't have to do that. If it's not providing you something of benefit and all you're doing is giving money to union bosses who turn around and make political contributions to people who hate everything you stand for, don't give them the money. That's right, government unions for the course of decades, they've grown into these massive political entities. And the problem with a government union is that they're taking money from public employees, about $1,100 a year, and they're giving it to radical left-wing politicians that go into office, raise taxes on you and me and everybody sat here, to then go and grow the size of government so that they can get more union dues. I mean, you look at Joe Biden sat in the White House today, he took $76 million in campaign donations from these government unions. He's not beholden to the people anymore. He's beholden to the teachers' unions and the people that put him there. And we at the Freedom Foundation, we believe that it's time to put the power back in the hands of the people and out of the hands of a few radical union bosses. Well, and I think we all would say, bravo, bravo. It's about time. I know that the critics say, oh, you just don't like public education. What they may not know is your wife is a public school teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Aubrey, uh, she taught in... Uh, public schools for a few years. Uh, we just had a, a baby girl, uh, so she no longer does, uh, at least for now. But yeah, I mean, she was a public school teacher and she'd come home every day, uh, you know, work really hard for a paycheck and, you know, she teaches the kids. And uh, what she wanted to, when she went to college, she went there to uh, become a teacher and then teach kids reading, writing, math. She did not go there to teach critical race theory. She did not go into hmm. public schools to teach uh, sex ed to second graders. 
That's the problem with the teachers' unions is they've become so big and powerful, their agenda is, it knows no bounds anymore. I mean, you'd look at the, the sex ed just being one of them, the American Federation of Teachers, they just had their uh, big teachers conference a couple weeks ago. The first thing on the agenda there was, here's how we help students, quote, transition in and out of the classrooms. Mm. It's crazy what these teachers' unions are doing, but most teachers don't agree with it. That's why more teachers are leaving the unions in the past couple of years than ever before. So teachers do have an option, and that's one of the things the Freedom Foundation is helping teachers to understand. You're not forced. They tell you that, oh, you have to join. Now, there's a young lady who is the governor of Arkansas who got some legislation passed <laughs> that is really beginning to move across the country. I want you to talk about that legislation and how it's spreading across America. Sure. So, Sarah, as you recognize that teachers' unions are some of the biggest threat uh, to, to our country. And uh, Sarah basically asked us, you know, what can I do to, again, put the power back in the hands of people and out of these union bosses? So we told her, I said, hey, look, you've got school districts in the state of Arkansas that are taking union dues from public employees' paychecks. These school districts shouldn't act as the union's debt collectors. Yeah. If they want to get people's money, they need to get their credit card information or they need to take a check just like every other private sector business. And Sarah and the uh, legislature in Arkansas got that thing passed within a month. Uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida followed. Uh, Tennessee followed shortly after that and Kentucky. I mean, we're making it so that these public employees are actually having to affirm, affirmatively give these unions their, their dollars rather than just have it taken from their paychecks. And, and I think the brilliance of that is if a person says, look, I want to be a part of the teachers' union, I want my money to go to these politicians and the political campaigns on the left, well, you have the right to do that. But if you don't, you can keep your own money and you don't have to give it to something that violates everything you believe in. And if you want to write that check out every month, you're going to see how much you're paying to the union bosses, and you'll determine, not the union, but you will determine whether it's anything of value. And that's why these unions are petrified, because they know when they actually have to justify their existence to public employees, they'll leave in droves. And we're doing it, we're seeing it every day when we go and talk to these public employees. We have teams of canvassers that go visit them at their homes. We send them mail emails, digital marketing, all the rest of it. Public employees opt out in droves when they learn about these rights. Uh, and like I said, these, these government entities should not be the union's debt collector. So tell me about the book, people, if they want to get it and read it, not just for the little quote on the front, but the rest of it as well. Uh, you've got something that you're going to offer this weekend, I think. Sure, yeah. So for, for your viewers specifically, if they go to freedomfoundation.com and they make a donation of at least $25, I'll send them uh, a signed copy in the mail in the next couple of weeks. Freedom is the foundation that makes America the greatest country in, on earth. But the left and government unions are doing everything possible to attack that foundation. And as somebody that came here from England, that's what this book is about. America is not lost, but we must remove the influence of government unions in order to save it. Aaron, I've seen the work you do, and it's outstanding, and I'm grateful to have you here. Brand new book, Freedom is the Foundation, is available right now. You go to Huckabee.tv for the links. We will connect you. You can get straight to the book. And you can also follow Aaron on social media. Now, Keith Bilbrey is going to tell us what's in his little book that he opens up to see what's coming up. Well, just when you think and can't get any better, you're in for a real treat. Woodbox Heroes performs after the break. Stay with us. Alexis Wilkins wants her country back. Welcome back. I'm very, very excited about our next guest. They're called Woodbox Heroes. That's kind of a fun name, right? Well, they've been called a bluegrass supergroup, and for good reason. 
Their members include our friend and four-time CMA Musician of the Year, Janae Fleener, who is from Arkansas, let me add. <laughs> as well as multi-award-winning musicians who have backed everyone from Ricky Skaggs and Allison Krauss to Chris Stapleton to the Black Keys. And now they've got their new self-titled debut EP. Would you please welcome Woodbox Heroes. Great having you guys. Thank you. First of all, the concept of some of you guys, all some of the top session musicians in Nashville that play on everybody's stuff, mm -hmm. tour with everybody. We started listing all the artists that you've played for, toured with. We'd be here all night. Mm -hmm. So at what point did the five of you get together and say, let's form a band? I'll let you tell this story. Well, <laughs> see, I'd been in Nashville for, for some years, Mike, and uh, I'd, I'd actually been touring around with some songs that I'd written. As I used to work for Sony ATV as a staff writer. And uh, I made a record in 2019 and was getting ready to go out and, and work this circuit of, of uh, dates that I had, and I, I wanted to play bluegrass, yeah. you know, instead of country. And uh, I knew exactly who I was going to call. It was going to be my buddies here. And then, uh, you know, later down the road, we, we was really toying with the idea of it becoming a band and not even realizing, but Janae had uh, recommended Barry yeah. to come on board. And Barry's like the glue to, to everything. So it just, it started clicking really fast. And Janae told me that she... She thought it was a band, and I wasn't going to argue too much with it. So, Barry, what does it feel like to be the glue? I mean, I'm curious to know. That's a pretty big compliment, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's easy to do with these guys. They, uh, they, make, they make my job super easy. That's it? That's all the glue does? Is That's just... all it does. <laughs> I've made a career out of writing I mean, I was tales. expecting something very complicated, Barry. Something... I'm a bass player. I can't do anything complicated. That, that really hurt. That really did. <laughs> but, uh... Janae, you know we love you. Oh, You've been with us so many you. times. Yeah, uh, awesome. Record-setting CMA Musician of the Year. Um, I mean, this has got to be fun, though, to play oh, with yeah. musicians at the highest level mm -hmm. of Nashville, which is the highest level of music. Uh, yeah, this is always a dream of mine, to be a part of a group like this. And I just, you know, I've been so busy doing all the things I do. And uh, last year, I just heard... I think the Holy Spirit telling me this is this is it. That's that band that you thought about, and uh, and so yeah, it's happening, and I could not be more thrilled. <laughs> now you guys do bluegrass, but you really kind of have an eclectic sound with uh, bringing in sounds of rock and all sorts of stuff. It, so I mean, do you just go to the studio and say let's have some fun? What do you do? Yeah, for the most part, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. We uh, I think that's one of the things that is so uh, infectious to me, both internally and externally about this band, is that we are having fun. You know, we've all been in so many situations where it's like work, and up to a point it should be, but, you know, it's like Jack Clement said, if we're in the fun business, so if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. And that's what I think is going on here. I think you guys are about to treat us to some fun because we're going to turn you loose on the stage and have you do some serious music. And so while the band gets ready to perform, we're going to turn it over to Keith Bilbrey. He will tell us how you can hear more of Woodbox Heroes. I'm confident that after you hear them, you're definitely going to want a whole lot more of them. Keith? Well, to get your copy of the EP Woodbox Heroes and for tour dates, social media links, and to watch an exclusive performance of this train, go to Huckabee.tv. Now, performing their single, Made Up My Mind, here's Woodbox Heroes! <laughs> It takes courage to be lost when that feeling is brand new. and some hard work winding down that river deep inside before you realize that the truth hurts might be the only truth surrounded by a world full of lies of every size oh, but 
I don't know. 